It's Friday, April 7th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The Internal Revenue Service unveiled its strategic plan Thursday for revamping the agency amid Republican opposition, promising to shift more taxpayer interactions onto digital platforms and add thousands of new enforcement staffers to audit wealthy people and corporations. The plan spells out how the tax agency will use $80 billion Congress provided last year. It outlines a renewed IRS focus on enabling smoother taxpayer engagement with the agency, eventually including real-time alerts of problems with returns and clearer information about the status of refunds or audits. The beefed-up audits, a point of contention with Republicans, will initially be exclusively focused on high-earning households and large partnerships and companies. The plan calls for hiring more than 7,000 new enforcement employees in the next two years. The IRS has no plans to increase the most current audit rate we have for households making less than $400,000, said Danny Werfel, the agency's commissioner. Around the world, a Moscow court said Thursday that it would hear an appeal from the lawyers of Evan Gershkovich, the jailed Wall Street Journal reporter who was detained last week and accused of spying. Mr. Gershkovich's lawyers are challenging his detention on allegations of espionage, which the journal vehemently denies. The Moscow City Court said it would hear the appeal April 18th. The court could uphold Mr. Gershkovich's continued detention in Moscow's Lefortovo prison, order him moved to another jail, allow him house arrest, or grant him bail. A spokeswoman for the court said that, by law, its final decision must be communicated in public, but that the proceedings can take place behind closed doors. On Thursday, Russia's foreign ministry said its deputy foreign minister, Sergei Ryabkov, discussed Mr. Gershkovich's case with U.S. Ambassador to Russia, Lynn Tracy, after she raised the issue. Meanwhile, Israel moved more troops and firepower to its northern and southern borders after carrying out strikes early Friday in Lebanon and the Gaza Strip, as the United Nations and others worked to prevent the conflict from worsening. Israeli jet fighters carried out airstrikes targeting Palestinian militant groups in Gaza and Lebanon that Israel said were responsible for firing dozens of rockets Thursday. UN officials worked to calm tensions and urged both sides to halt the fighting that comes as Jews and Muslims celebrate overlapping holidays. Tensions remained high in Jerusalem as Muslims prepared to gather for Friday afternoon prayers at Al-Aska Mosque, one of the holiest sites in Islam, in the middle of Ramadan. This year, Ramadan coincides with Passover, the week-long Jewish holiday. In the wake of those arrests, militants in Gaza and Lebanon fired dozens of rockets into Israel, injuring two people. It was the worst spike in violence along the Israel-Lebanon border since 2006 when Israeli forces fought a 34-day war with Hezbollah militants. Back in the U.S., the Biden administration signaled Thursday that it should have sounded the alarm earlier about the risks that Afghanistan's government could collapse as the war came to a close 
and the White House partially blamed the chaotic 2021 U.S. withdrawal on a lack of preparation by President Donald Trump. The more rapid-than-expected Taliban takeover created obstacles in evacuating Americans and Afghan civilians, according to an unclassified report released Thursday by the National Security Council. The Biden administration struggled with the extent to which it should detail the risks of a potential collapse of the country's government and the impact that doing so might have on confidence in Kabul's leaders and the morale of Afghan forces. As a result, the administration conducted extensive targeted outreach to Americans and Afghan allies about the risk of collapse, but largely didn't publicly raise those concerns, the report found. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.